Cameron, I have to ask you, just because I had an like an out of body experience just now. Maybe it was because I was too hungry. I don't know. But what combination of food complements each other so well that the two individual items on their own are just better when they're combined together? Hmm. I think so. Okay. I'm gonna. I have a. I have a weird one for you. It's not that weird. We. But it. I think. Rice and egg is just like infinitely better oh, together. You remember that one time we were in San Francisco together and we went to that weird like like where were we? Do you remember do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. There was like this Asian place that we walked into. They had like extremely cheap food and they had this plate that was like the college person's dinner and it was just rice. Oh, egg. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it was it was down on Divisadero, right? Yes, yes. yes. It was like a Korean place. Yeah, and they had cheap beer too. Yes, they did. That was that was a good spot. I actually really liked it. Yeah. Um yeah, but like a rice r- rice and it it doesn't necessarily have to be a fried egg, but I think I mean, I I don't know. Fried egg on top of rice is just like it's perfect. It's there's something like so simple and beautiful about it. What what's yours? Usually I mean, I mean, usually we get dinner before we record the show, and we did not eat dinner before we recorded this show. So for me, it's like now I'm getting really hungry. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I, I'm there with you. I'm in the same. I boat. just had to kind of hold myself over before we started recording. <laughs> I ate a cheesesteak and beef jerky, and I was just like astounded. I was reminded that some foods just pair together so well that it's like I just I always want them together, like meat and cheese. It's like. That's such a good combo. Yeah, you know no, I mean? it's a good one. It's a really good one. I here's here's another one um, that I think is just so classic. It it can't be ignored. Um, is bread and butter. Oh yes, bread and butter. Not to be forgotten. There, like first of all, uh, who's out here eating just just a slice of bread? No one. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nobody's eating just a plain old slice of bread. Well, apparently there's no sourdough for people to eat. Yeah, that's so. unfortunate. Although today I started to, uh, f- I'm starting to ferment my own sourdough starter. Um, oh. So we'll see how that goes. I'm re- I'm very intimidated by the world of sourdough. Um, it's like it's like really a- an intense process. But I'm willing to jump in because I have literally nothing else to do. So. <laughs> You're really trying to fill your time, huh? Yes, I am. <laughs> Well, Cameron, it's a good thing you're listening to this podcast uh, because that's what we're going to be talking Isaac, about Isaac, I'm not listening uh, to this podcast. I'm on this podcast. You can keep telling yourself. What are you talking that's okay. about? <laughs> that's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something, episode 86. My name is Isaac. I'm Cameron. And today we are talking about wasting time uh, because it is a timely subject, I think. Mm. Yes, it is. We're all we're all locked inside, and so uh, on the on our last episode, we gave some recommendations of things to do and watch and play. But this episode, we're going all in. Uh, we're going to be talking about multiplayer video games, so you don't feel so alone. Uh, we're going to be talking about some TV shows and uh, movies you can watch to burn some time. And we will probably just be commenting about how we've been uh, sort of doing not much. <laughs> I don't know. I felt I I've been feeling somewhat productive at least. Um, I, I, I've done a lot of home improvement over the past couple of, couple of weeks. Um, I don't know today after we record, I'm probably gonna, uh, gonna wash my kitchen completely. So, you know, that's going to be nice. I'm not feeling satisfying. I'm not feeling completely unproductive. You know what I mean? Well, it's good to be like productive and and cleaning and and satisfying. Like it's satisfying. I actually cleaned up my room today. Because I was inside, my mom was like, your room is, is horribly messy. Uh, why is it always messy? And it was really relieving to clean it up. And I, I actually did one of my online Zoom calls upstairs on my desk that was clean for the first time in a long time. Uh, isn't that nice? Well, hey, if you enjoy any of our recommendations or you uh, just like us for some odd reason, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast, throw a couple dollars our way and get some exclusive benefits. Uh, the show's always free, but of course the dollars help and you can get some cool stuff like getting questions read on air 
or access to our exclusive podcast monthly. Uh, if you don't have a few dollars, we totally get it, especially in a time like right now. Uh, a like and a rating and a share uh, goes a long way. So tell friends and family about the show if you enjoy it. Um, give us a rating on iTunes. Unless it's negative, we don't need to hear that noise. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, let's just get into the subject, Cameron. I mean, I got to pull up the, the Google Doc here. Yeah, uh, well. we wrote down some ideas. Um, should we also talk about the things that we are actually just immediately doing? Um, just, you know, to, for for ourselves to kill time? I mean, you, you've been busy personally, right? I mean, you've had a lot, uh, a lot of work to do. Um, but I think you mentioned that you've been playing Call of Duty Warzone, uh, the new free, um, uh, basically the battle royale mode for for modern warfare. Yeah, there's basically two things I've been doing with my evenings because I'm not allowed to go out. Um, it's been Call of Duty and watching the Clone Wars with my brother. So we'll be talking about both those things. But um, yeah, I can kind of just give my. Actually, we could just get into those now. Yeah, we're gonna talk about more multiplayer games and and well, TV let's shows let's start with let's start down, with Call but. of Duty. Um, because I I have a couple thoughts. Um, and I know you've you've probably spent more time with it than I have, so I'm I'm curious to see what you think about it. Well, let me just say first of all that JD thinks I'm a Call of Duty shill since high school, um, but because everybody's bored, and and this is kind of why we're doing the episode because it's so relevant. Even he buckled to the might of Call of Duty and purchased the game, uh, and he will tell you it was for his roommates. But the truth is. <laughs> Sometimes you just need some of that uh, cocaine-fueled uh, crackhead Call of Duty, you know? Something about it. It's just like, go, 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 action, 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 you know? I Like, we already talked about this in, in past episodes. Modern Warfare is a return to form for the series. I know that they say that every year, but <laughs> this is the first Call of Duty I've ever platinumed. Oh, yeah. Um, I really stand by this game. I think it's going to stand the test of time really well. And you can tell that the developers were actually excited about it, um, despite the Spec Ops mode being kind of bad. But they have patched it to be a little bit better. Yeah, recently. I have. Um, I have put quite a a bit of time, especially for Call of Duty, a lot more time than I usually do um, in the campaign, and it's it's spectacular. I didn't finish it, uh, but I I've also spent a lot of time with. Um, you know, just their just the normal rotation of of modes. There are some maps that I'm like that i you know you jump into and you're like oh yes this like it's so satisfying so yeah i i i think it's a worthy pickup pick as far as like this time um and like yeah i think you'll you'll spend a lot of time having having fun i mean it's it's just an enjoyable experience but if you don't want to spend money on it um they have the you know the new battle royale mode um and I it is free to play. Yeah, yeah. it's free to play. Um, and I, and I've actually been really enjoying it. Uh, recently, it's it's kind of a good, um, time waster. I haven't, I to be honest, I haven't put that much time into it. So it's it's been a couple, probably a couple hours here and there. Um, but yeah, I've 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 quite enjoyed my time with it. I like the idea of getting back into the map. Or getting back into the match because that's always been my struggle with with battle royale, you know, game modes. Is it's like there's a lot of dead time, there's a lot of nothing really happening, and then you get into one firefight and and then you're dead, you know. Um, but this game, I think, yeah. does a, a better job of balancing like you rooting for your team and actually being on it, feeling like you're on a team. As well as um, you know, there's there's several different chances for you to get back into the match that you're um, that you're already involved in. So I mean, it compels you to stay for longer. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that's a little bit frustrating with Apex Legends is like there is a there is a way to get back into the map, um, but it's it's not really going to happen. So usually, just people leave once they die. You know. Um, right. I do think that Apex Legends nails like that squad work, the three player, like close communication and Warzone steals that for For those of you who don't know or don't play a lot of video games, uh, battle Royale is where you have like 150, hundred or I, I guess Warzone's supposed to add 200 players, um, drop onto a large map, uh, that slowly shrinks over time. Like there's a ring that closes in around the map. 
And uh, it's Last Man Stands. It's Hunger Games style. So uh, if you don't know what it is and you've been playing video games, you've been living under a rock. But if you don't play video games, I get it. If you don't know what it is. Um, yeah, but Warzone is quite excellent due to what you're saying. The the developer's awareness of the downtime. When you're playing a uh, Battle Royale, you usually drop down with not any, like not any gear or equipment or guns. So you spend the first, you know, five to 20 minutes saluting and getting equipment and that happens throughout the game. Um, but with Warzone, it's like they know that that experience is good, but it's not the best part. And there's a lot of battle rails that focus on that. Um, they drop you with a gun, which is really nice because they are like encouraging action, right? Uh, you can pick up and loot guns, but at the end of the day, most people call in a loadout drop, which is... You know, loadouts are pretty regular in Call of Duty. You have a custom class and um, for a little bit of cash, you and your team can drop a crate, a care package that comes down. You can pick one of your loadouts that you already have pre-built, which is great because it kind of plays into the identity of Call of Duty. And the other thing that plays into the identity is the respawn mechanics that are very straightforward. Um, Each person, when they die the first time, gets a chance to come back to life in something called the Gulag, which is really funny. Um, It's basically like this lobby that they put a bunch of players in and they all watch each other 1v1 each other uh, in like these shower stalls. Uh, It sounds weird, but it works really well. It's like um, a really fun experience, though. It's it's like... Yeah, it's fun. It's it's the same game mode as there, there is like a... Um, a, is there a 2v2 and a yeah there's a 2v2 mode um, yeah they've, they've done different versions of gunfight which is the multiplayer mode where they hit 2v2 1v1 or 3v3 yeah. uh, occasionally it just rotates through their playlist but yeah and and this is kind of the same idea except it's all it's all 1v1 and you're you know uh, when it's not your turn you're a viewing spectator um, and it goes by pretty fast and you're not you're not a viewing spectator you are a actual player who's up on a balcony looking down at the right yeah exactly yeah and you can throw rocks at people i guess um they actually do damage uh oh, which really? is kind of crazy yeah they do like one damage that's fine. so i think if i don't know if this is true i have to look it up but i heard someone say if you got a kill with the rock the one hit point of damage that you do uh, you would be freed from the gulag too. So everybody's throwing rocks at the people that are in the in the one v one, which is also pretty funny. Yeah. Um. But even if you lose the one v one, uh, your teammates have the opportunity to buy you back at these little stations all around the map, uh, and it's not too expensive uh, to buy back players. Um. If you if you look around for cash, which is the currency uh, in the battle royale, you can buy back people pretty quickly. And, um, there's some other elements like contracts to it, but it is a regular battle royale and there is, I just think it's, it's really well thought out. Like the idea of pushing players to be aggressive and fight and not camp because they can come back has like sort of reduced some camping that, uh, happens in the game. And also, um, having players, be able to get their loadout drops, like brings in like some of the identity of Call of Duty. And there's one more thing that I just can't think of. There's one more thing I was going to talk about with Warzone. I cannot think of it right now. There's vehicles. Um, like honestly, I've been having the most fun with it in, in its sandbox form because you can really, because you can call in your own custom class, you can start doing things that you normally couldn't do in a battle royale because you couldn't find a certain gun or do things like right, right. like what what I've been really enjoying doing is like um, calling in a loadout drop with a sniper rifle that is all modded out for long range sniping, and then put a thermal like dual zoom scope on it, uh, so you can look across the entire map and like people will pop out because they have thermal readings on them. Mm, yeah. Um, and then my friends and I will just post up at these tall like uh radio towers and nobody's usually looking up the radio tower and then we'll just be like hey we're we're, we're chris Kyle, we're the chris kyle squad <laughs> yeah you know sniping across it's just so goofy um but yeah i really recommend it especially because it's free yeah just i mean uh, honestly like i i think a lot of people myself included i don't are kind of turned off by the uh battle royale genre um 
but I, I would just give it a try just because it's it's free it's there's no barrier to entry just hop in um it's it's a little bit um i guess it's probably challenging um to a certain extent but like you said you know there's a chance that you could get back in and so it's it doesn't have quite that um that like steep barrier to entry that's something like you know, like Apex Legends or, you know, one of those other harder harder battle royales does. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, w- I would just give it a try and, and see if you would enjoy it. So, Yeah, no, totally. Um, if you wanted to play the game, <clears throat> actually with me, I was going to give out my Activision player card. Uh, I will not accept your friend request if I don't know who you are. So just send me a message. Um, it is the same for PlayStation and PC because uh, Call of Duty Warzone has cross-play. Um, my Activision ID is Slurpy Sense with the S for Slurp and Sense capitalized and E capitalized in between there. Um, and then my number is 1638. Again, I will not add you if I have no idea who you are. So, uh, send me a message and just say, Hey, I heard you on the podcast. Let's play some call of duty or something like that. I'd love to play because we're not doing too much right now. I mean, at least in the evenings for me, I'm not doing too much, but yeah. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of that because a lot of my friends are playing it. Um, they're all like playing it during their zoom classes, which is kind of (laughs) funny. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a good time playing that one. Yeah, definitely. The other thing I've been doing is, uh, watching a lot of the Clone Wars because they've been premiering new episodes on Friday and I got sucked into watching a bunch of the old episodes. I am genuinely surprised with how good this cartoon is, uh, especially for a kid's show. I do not recommend that you would go and watch like all of the episodes, there's a lot of stupid kid episodes in there where you follow Jar Jar Binks being a politician. Uh, you do not want to watch that. Sure. What I will say is look up a list on Google. Uh, like I have one by the Nerdist up here. I just This is the first thing that popped up on my Google search. And all I looked up was uh, Star Wars Clone Wars epi- best episodes or arcs. And they'll give you like these sections of... Um, episodes that you can pull through the series. I will say if you don't want to do this kind of like searching for the correct episodes uh, because you want to watch them in order, don't. The show's an anthology. It takes place out of order. Um, It's better to just kind of experience the plots as they are and um, then find another one that you want to watch. I would recommend watching all of season five. It's really good. Uh, Or no, no, season six. That was the Netflix exclusive one. Mm. Um particularly episodes uh, 10 through 13. Actually, I think it, it might be, wait, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, yeah. It's a four-episode arc. I had to make sure it's four episodes. And they revolve around, like, who sifo is. If you remember in the prequels, um, somebody create like, some Jedi put in an order uh, to make a clone army on Kamino, and they literally never explain it. Um, <laughs> this episode tackles that. And the main character is Yoda, which is even better. Um, if you're if you have doubts about the show, I would give. I don't I don't know if I'd start with that one because it's such an epic conclusion, uh, or it's such like an it's such an epic like explanation for what's about to happen in Revenge of the Sith. Um, but yeah, there's like some serious gems in in the Clone Wars series. I, my brother and I just finished. Um, the Shadow Conspiracy arc, which is season five, episode one, 14 and sixteen, and fourteen through sixteen, uh, and it's about Darth Maul's return, which I know sounds weird, um, but it's pretty cool. It it, 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 it Darth Maul's a cool character. Like you just can't dislike him. I think. So. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen any of it, so I can't talk. Um, did you watch if you're if you're a Star Wars fan I think you should definitely give it a shot if you think Star Wars is stupid of course you're not gonna like it like you know uh, it I grew up around the prequels uh, so as a kid I enjoyed them but watching them now it's hard to enjoy them because they're kind of bad poorly made films yeah this this like this series gives so much respect to the best elements of the prequels. Um, there's actually a great video by Cosmonaut 
theory or something, cosmonaut something on YouTube. And he talks about why Clo- the Clone Wars is like one of the best TV shows. And if, if you're not convinced, you can watch that. I, I think he does a better job defending the show. But yeah, I've been watching that with my brother. We've just been passing the evenings by with that. It's been really fun. Yeah. So. Um, How are you, Cameron? Besides being a uh, home improvement enthusiast, what have you been spending your time doing? Well, I have recently um, been playing Doom Eternal, uh, basically for for like three days straight at this point. Um, That's kind of what's taken up the bulk of my time. Um, And I highly recommend it. I mean, obviously, it's, you know, if... (laughs) If Doom 2016 was was up your alley, Doom Eternal is going to be up your alley, and and you'll you'll probably have it and be playing it by this point. So, um, you know, I'm I not. I don't have it yet. I really want it. Yeah, so. yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, I I can't recommend it enough. It's just so fast and so fun and really difficult and and just it feels so satisfying. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend that. Um. What else have I, have I been doing? I have been, um, well, I've been watching more TV uh, than than usual. Um, one of the things that I've been watching uh, stupidly is Love Is Blind, as you know, as we yes. talked about. Um, man, it is. It's taken so many dips and turns, and it is so. How weird. far are you? Uh, I think we're on episode like nine, eight oh, or yeah. nine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's getting real weird. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there that show is just like like nuts. Uh, honestly, like it's so funny though. Um, if you want to watch like super trashy uh, reality TV, that that is what it is. It's so funny though. It's like really, really, genuinely, it's funny. Um, yeah, and then let's see. I've also been watching. Um, Oh, I, I watched the some of the Ted Bundy tapes. Uh, that's been pretty good. Um, have you uh, have you heard of that? It's like a true crime documentary. It's not you know, if you're into no. that, you'd you'd be into that. So, um, and then I am super super excited uh, because this weekend, um, Ozark the the next the next season of Ozark is coming back, and I am yeah I'm really stoked for it. Seasons one and two, honestly, if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic television. It really is. Um, yeah, so highly, highly recommend that. And you know, there's going to be a new season this this weekend. So I'm really, I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. And then yeah, I'm- yeah, and then we should. What I was thinking we should do is uh, we should just go over some things that you know maybe we've not been necessarily playing or watching right now, but we can at least recommend to people. Um, We we have the list here, uh, but yeah, do you want to start with with some some multiplayer games? Yeah, so I mean, obviously we're all spending a lot of time inside, um, but whether you're listening to this episode during the coronavirus panic or uh, afterwards, I think it's always good if you're spending time alone to play some multiplayer games. And so... Originally, this episode started with just playing multiplayer games, but Cameron, being a film guy, and you know, he was like, "Come on, we gotta come include other media." So we're gonna and get to not that stuff. playing multiplayer games either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cameron doesn't play a lot of multiplayer games. Um, so I've compiled a list. I know what you're thinking. There, you're not gonna want to play anything on this list. D- just hear me out, okay? Uh, I have tried to reach the edges of the spectrum. Uh, for you to find something that you enjoy and maybe be able to connect with other players. Honestly, right now, Call of Duty Warzone is the most chatty game that I've played in a while. I've been spending a lot of time talking to people on the comms, uh, which has been entertaining to kind of, I, I don't know, like last night I was just kind of bugging people, not in a like rude way, but just sort of saying like, like just questioning their their logic, you know? Uh, it's... I don't want to say I was being a troll, but it was, it was a little fun. There was this guy I was playing with named uh, uh, Mrs. Floppy or something like that. And the name was like, I, you, this guy's just asking for it, you know? And so the whole time I was just like, come on, Mrs. Floppy, what are you doing? Like you're late. Uh, you're, you never know where you want to go for dinner. Um, get in the car, you know? And it, it was a good time. You know, we were all chuckling. Even Mrs. Floppy uh, laughed a few times. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, Sounds like if you're, you're looking for that, someone. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if if you're looking for that social experience, if you want to get bullied, uh, go to Call of Duty. I think that's the best place to get bullied. Um, let's say that you're not a social butterfly, but you want to have some sort of social interaction. If you have a Nintendo Switch and you don't want to talk to people, you don't even want to play against people, I just recommend playing Mario Maker. Because you get to play other people's levels, they're, they're, they're demonic creations, <laughs> and you get to play it in like a retro Mario style. And you can post your own levels, which has been quite fun, because I'll slave away on making a, a level for like two hours, and then I'll post it, and like 10 people will play it, and the clear rate is like 0%, because nobody can finish the level. And I'm like, ha ha ha, I am a master. But... But I would say that the most compelling part about Mario Maker is like the game development t- side where it's like, well, did you actually make a good level if you have a 0% clear rate? Probably not, right? Uh, there, There's like this, this side of it where it's like you want to make it fun and entertaining for someone and like people can like or boo your creation and stuff. And so like there's like this social element also with like creativity. Um, if you're looking for a multiplayer game, that doesn't really involve a lot of like personal interaction. That might be the one to go to. So, yeah. Um, let's talk about some shooters because I play a lot of shooters. Cameron, we're both fans of Battlefield. Definitely. Uh, I put Battlefield on the list. Which Battlefield would you recommend for people to go check out? Um, I don't know. It's a hard one for me because my favorite Battlefield... Well, I guess my favorite Battlefield of the current console cycle um, is Battlefield 4, and I think that's, I think it's a hard one to recommend right now because Battlefield 4 has kind of cultivated like a very small niche group of of really hardcore players, um, at least on the on the PlayStation 4. On PC, the yeah. servers are terrible. They're all dead. Um, yeah, it's really bad. Um, they're all dead and modded, so yeah, it's just a bad time all around. Um, but on PS4, there's like still a really dedicated, like hardcore um, player base. Um, it's very small, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a hard one to recommend because it's not like you're gonna be able to jump in and um, and you know be playing a lot because uh, it's not a new game. I guess the only caveat to that is it is probably like four dollars on the playstation store so you know um it might (laughs) it might be worth it in that sense um i think battlefield one might actually be the the best sort of middle ground option um a lot of people didn't like battlefield five um i i did like it but i again it's just not like there's some there's an element to it that's missing and i think I don't know. I, I think it's a it's a hard game to to get into and go back to. Um yeah. but Battlefield 1 I think has sort of st- stood up um uh, like in time of being not only a game that I think is accessible enough, uh but a game that's kind of built up a following um and is is a lot of fun actually like like genuinely is. Um so Battlefield One might be the one to recommend. I know Isaac, you you really don't like that game, so I, I, I'm not sure. Well, um, I don't know if I dislike it. I I just think I I was playing it at a time where I was getting irritated by it. Yeah, I think yeah. it is a good game. Uh, some of the maps drove me a little nuts, but I would probably recommend Battlefield One over Five, and I I own both. So, um, yeah, Battlefield One. It's pretty good. I just I don't know the current state of the player base. Yeah, no, that would either. be my only uh, my only concern with it. It is probably dirt cheap though. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, do you do you agree with with my assessment of Battlefield Four? Even though it's like the most fun and the most um, yes enjoyable. Yes. I I definitely agree with you. It's it would just be hard to go back. I think, but yeah, especially if you don't if you haven't played it very much and don't have like an account leveled up. Yeah. Um. People are just gonna dunk on you because the people that are left are the are the scary ones. Yeah, the ones true. that are like level 150 colonels, like bloodshot eyes. That's all they've done, you know. So I mean, so uh, a year and a half. Well, uh, yeah, like almost a year and a half ago, um, I was looking at like my my PlayStation stats, 
Um, and it was my most played game of, I guess it would have been like 2018 or something, 2017. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I sunk so many hours into that game. Just, I, I don't know. I just weirdly like got back into it and, and it, I just sunk so much time into it. Um, it was, it was fantastic. But just because we're talking about like dice games, I wanted to bring up Star Wars Battlefront 2 mm. um, by EA, not the original, the one that's available on Origin, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Because Star Wars Battlefront 2 has been updated significantly since launch. There are no loot boxes. Um, it It is a very different experience. If you're looking for a Star Wars game and like in, in sort of a battlefield style, I really recommend Battlefront 2. But here is why I recommend it. There is a mode called co-op in it that lets you play uh, on a, a good, like on any side you want, you know, you can be the rebels or the galactic empire or, you know, you know, the resistance, whatever they call it in those new movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you can choose your side and then you play against AI bots in this like kind of adapted mode. Um, that is a lot like all the other modes in the game. Um, and it's, it's just battlefront, like classic battlefront, but you get XP from it. You actually level up. And I, I, I bought this game on Origin for $10. It was on sale. I have it on PS4, but I was like, I really just want to see like what it's like to play on PC. You know, I'm sure it's going to look good. And so I bought it to see how good it looked. And I ended up playing this co-op mode, which I never played before, uh, for like probably a solid 15 hours. Like I, not, not in one sitting, but like I kept coming back to it, which I didn't think I was going to come back to it on PC. Mm. And it was just super laid back. Like I really enjoyed just playing on a team in co-op. It's called co-op because you're playing with three other real players. There is a full team on your team. They're AI, but there's three other players. There's no enemy play. There's no enemy players. There's only enemy AI. So you're basically just legends on the battlefield. And you just you get XP and you just massacre the enemy team. Uh, honestly, sometimes you'll lose against the AI too, which is crazy. But it reminds me of Classic Battlefront. It was a game that I liked going to to just kind of chill. Uh, there wasn't a lot of interaction from the other players, but I was like, you know, it kind of feels good to have some teammates. I don't feel alone. And we're just kind of grinding together. You know, we're just grinding for the XP, uh, trying to level up my classes. And and then I could, you basically can play any uh, Jedi or Sith that you want to because there's not, you know, 60 players waiting to try to play Anakin Skywalker. Mm, there's right. only four. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for something that's super laid back uh, and you like Star Wars, maybe check out Battlefront 2. You might already own it, especially if you like Star Wars, but go back to it. Play the co-op mode. It's pretty fun to just kind of kick back and play and and relax. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I also want to touch on the scary side of multiplayer games, which is um, the esports, the esports <laughs> games. Oh, no. Yeah, so they're quite scary. The games um, that I don't touch. Yes, there's League of Legends, which is free. I've only played a little bit because of my friends. Uh, only play this game if you have friends. I literally have no idea what's going on in League of Legends. I never I never know what's going on. Uh, all I do is click on stuff, and the client has to update every time I open it. So uh, if you want to play something free and a game that most people have, uh, League of Legends is a good um choice i guess but uh, good is relative because it doesn't make sense for me um another one that's scary for me is rainbow six siege uh this game is toxic and high skill and very scary everybody dies in one shot and it's like a breach and clear game um i tried to play it and i'm pretty hardcore into shooters it was too slow and too tactical for me and i'm sure people are gonna say i suck at video games but (laughs) it's just like if you're looking for a hyper um hyper interactive like SWAT breach and clear like this this is the game for you uh where you're on the comms you're like okay I'm checking the bedroom you know like it's it's just it's kind of ridiculous um and it's very very intense the sound in the game is really good uh, it's it's, it's my it's, least wanna... it, my least favorite way to play video games is talking with other people <laughs> so i yeah, it's not it's, it's, it's not one I for get... me <laughs> If someone's looking for like a hardcore experience, yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, that's kind of where I would I would push them to go. Uh, a little bit further back is CS:GO, which I believe is free to play. Um, 
who doesn't know what Counter-Strike is? You know, it's a shooter and it's very vanilla. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not fun. And I do think that uh, Counter-Strike has a a uh, an element to it where it's like you can always go back. I always love playing the uh, the gunfight mode. Is that right? Yes. Like you... uh, no, no, no. It's not gunfight. It's um, gun game. It's Yeah, it's like yeah, the it's gun both. switch... Or, or you're leveling up guns by getting kills, but it's a still a team game. Yeah, that's, that's so every kill you mode. get. Yeah, every kill you get, like your gun switches, and it's really fun to just play. And there's the competitive sweaty side too. If if you're looking for a game that has a balance of that, yeah. Um, Overwatch is also really good. I've put way too many hours into Overwatch. I think I'm over two thousand hours uh, at this point, which is just nuts. Um, I I what's crazy is I feel like I've been playing Overwatch for forever. And yet there are people online who have played like triple the amount of time that I have, which is just unbelievable because I've been playing this game since launch. Like, I don't even know how that's possible that somebody could play it more because I feel like I played so much of it. Um, yeah, Overwatch is a great balance between just kind of casual fun and competitive. I do. I have no idea what it's like for someone to get into this game who hasn't played it since launch. And I think Cameron, since I bought the game for you, and you played it once with me and was super confused. I think Overwatch can be overwhelming for new players. Yeah, I um, think so. I would say if you have seen people play it and you have an interest in playing it, uh, you probably already have it by now. It's not too expensive, but the game provides a platform for people to play like... How, how do I say this? It's like playing chess... In a first person mode. That's like the way I see it because it's like there are pieces on the board that are better at doing things than other pieces. Yeah. And that's what Overwatch is all about. If you're playing one character, there is a counter to him, but he's really good against countering someone else. And so you'll find yourself, if you're actually playing seriously, right? You'll say, okay, there's this character playing Farah. She's good in the sky. She's really good in the sky. We need something that can shoot her out of the sky. So we need to play, uh, you know, Soldier 76 or McCree, which is a guy with a machine gun or a guy with a, a pistol because they can shoot up in the air easily. You don't want to play somebody who shoots grenades, right? Because you're not going to be able to arc the curve perfectly to hit a bird that's flying in the air. I mean, I call her a bird. Farah, she's got a jetpack. That's why, right? But then the issue is like, well, if we get rid of our Reaper, right? I know I'm speaking a different language, Cameron. But let's say if we're switching out a damage character to be someone who can shoot people in the air, then we lose a character that has shotguns. And the guy that has shotguns is really good at killing the fat enemy. Like, like it's a trade-off. Everything's a trade-off, right? And so then, you know, teams start arguing, right? And, uh, it, you know, it's, it becomes like, no, you need to switch. Or no, you need to do this. Like, this is what we need as a team. Yeah. And I think the game shines in its most competitive state, which is the only mode my friends and I play now at this point, which is kind of crazy because some of them were afraid of playing the competitive mode when we first started playing the game. Now we only play the competitive mode and we don't really care about like if we win or lose, which probably makes some teammates frustrated. But um, it's more about the experience, the experience of claiming victory and uh, working as a team. And once you understand the mechanics, which are vast but not overly complicated, um, it's a super rewarding game. It's nowhere close to like League of Legends where it's like you have to study a textbook to understand it. Uh, it is still a point and click shooting kind of game. You're just shooting things, right? Um, but yeah, really recommend Overwatch if you're looking to get into a esports game. That is the end of my competitive multiplayer section. I know all you single player people were afraid. So was Cameron. Yes. So don't worry. He understands where you're coming from. Um I'm but I'm I have still to terrified. mention. Too. I'm shaking in fear, actually. I know, I know. I yes. Um, um, I guess we should just close up with some good cooperative uh, multiplayer games. I put uh, Grand Theft Auto Five on here just because you could probably lose thousands of hours building your criminal e uh, enterprise yeah. and goofing off on motorcycles. I don't know what else to say about it. The game just never dies. Uh, and it's still on the top of the charts. It's so crazy and, how the, month after month, GTA is in like the top ten. It's just nuts. It's so crazy. I just feel who like who is the buying game, this game? Who doesn't already own this game? You know what I mean? Well, I think people are buying like multiple copies, right? Why? I think the game just offers so much. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because they they've really 
they've marketed it well where it's like you can get it on console and you bought it on console already. But then like two years later, they were like, hey, if you buy it on PC right now in this like criminal starter pack, we'll give you three real estate properties, $2 million and 18 cars. Uh, so you can basically be where you were at on console mm, yeah, 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 and uh, you'll have access to a, uh, a bunker and a nightclub and you can start uh, the operations that you're working on on your thing. But now it's on on PC and you just basically like jumped right there. Right. Right. right? Almost like those old World of Warcraft, like boost to level 90 right away or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and the cool thing is, is you can buy the game with that stuff if you know what where you want to go with it. So returning players are like, oh, sweet. Like I can just buy it again on a different console and be right where I want to be. Or you can buy in not knowing anything about it and, you know, just kind of start from scratch. I it, it's, I think the, the appeal for this game is like, if you're looking for a racing game, it has it. If you're looking for a shooting game, it has it. If you're looking for, like, it's just, it's got so much ridiculousness in there. Yeah. And... It's also on the canvas of an open world that you can goof off in. So, yeah, no, yeah. definitely, I, I, I agree. And the, you know, just a normal campaign is is fun. Like it's something that I went back to, um, and started playing again. I don't know. It's it's just been it's, it's it's an interesting game. And if you don't have it for some reason somehow, I mean, literally, I don't know who doesn't have it because it's like probably the most ubiquitous game of this console generation but um yeah uh yeah if you don't have it i w- i would definitely pick it up it's still expensive though weirdly um nah it's like it's like it's like 20 bucks yeah it, i guess it fluctuates cuz i've seen it for for like 40 i've seen it for 30 um so yeah well yeah know. but is it like the 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 starter pack version right? yeah i mean so. yeah it could be it could be that um yeah anyway so and then i my suggestion right now is that this is a fantastic time to start your free trial of either X- Xbox Game Games Pass or PlayStation Now. Xbox Game mm-hmm. Pass, it's got um, like a $1 tier for the first three months, and then it jumps up to, you know, whatever the other tiers are. But um, uh, PlayStation Now has, you can, you can do seven days free. Um, and then you, you pay recur- recurring every month. Um, and the reason why I suggest these is because there is like such a library of games in both of these services that are like, they're, they're like overwhelming amounts of content. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the amount of games that are in, in those two services, it's like you, you, you will never be, um, you'll you'll never you'll never be bored with with you know the services um i guess it's similar to netflix where it's like after a certain a certain amount of time you're like oh man there's nothing on netflix which is it is totally not true but it's like nothing you want to play or nothing you want to watch on netflix or you know whatever but right but you haven't done that yet yes exactly with games faster places now so there's gonna be tons of stuff to play especially right now when you have the time yeah, definitely. And and I would say for me my recommendation on Games Pass is um is The Outer Worlds. Um I've I've Not been, The Witcher? Um Well, Witcher 3 is on Games Pass. Is it? I didn't I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, then then definitely The Witcher is is a fantastic game and a game that you can sink over 100 hours into and and still have still find things to do. Um, it's fantastic. So I, I would highly recommend that. But my if, recommendation is Master Chief Collection. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, especially if you've never played Halo like me. So um, it's it's one. It's a it's an interesting one to jump into. But um, yeah. And and the reason why I recommend the Outer Worlds though is because it's a newer game. It came out last year. Um. It's it's a compelling RPG. It's it's a lot of fun. And yeah, it's it's. It's not too like overwhelming. If if The Witcher is like is like an insane large RPG, um, The Outer Worlds is like definitely a more manageable one. 
um yeah and and it's it's definitely enjoyable the writing is very good um and then have you have you tried playstation now i have not personally but i uh, yeah me neither i know there are a couple games that we both really enjoy in playstation now um one of them is um oh no now i'm now i'm forgetting the name um what's the, the last of us what's the one with the robots horizon zero yes dawn. horizon zero dawn um, yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, and that's a great. Well, The Last of Us, obviously, but they were. I think they were giving away The Last of Us free with every console when when you first bought. You know, if you have a <laughs> PS4, so you've probably <laughs> yeah, played it. Yeah. Um, but Horizon Zero Dawn is a fantastic game. Um, definitely worth. Uh, definitely worth picking up. Um, either on PlayStation Now or just generally. Um, I think it's a great. It's a it's a really well written game. It's a lot of fun. The combat loop is, um, is really it's like very playful and very fun. Um, and there's a lot to explore. There's a lot of like different ways you can go about fighting. So, um, so yeah, it's a it's a good choice. Um, is uh correct me if I'm wrong, but Spider Man is on, um, PlayStation now, isn't it? I believe it was taken off, oh. and I can't remember if God of War was taken off either. But if if either of those are on, definitely recommend playing them. Here's what you need to know about these streaming services: is some of, they're like semi quasi streaming services, like PlayStation Now. You can download the PlayStation Four game uh, instead of streaming it, and the Xbox Games Pass. You can download. You have to download all of them. They're not even streaming services. But uh, if you're playing on PC, you can actually get both these services. PlayStation Now, you can stream on your PC. I don't know if you can download, uh, but there's an Xbox Games Pass for PC where you download the game and play them. So yeah. if you're a PC user, you can still take advantage of these services, um, especially if you're just looking to browse and play some different games. It might be worth it to check them out for so cheap for a month or so, right? Yeah, definitely. And and as far as I know... Um, uh, I think PlayStation Now has actually the largest um, games library. Yeah, now. the largest library of any sort of streaming service or game service like yes. this. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of looking right now, and it's like kind of overwhelming. Obviously, uh, it's like <laughs> there's like so many games, like all the same, yeah. a lot of the Saints Row games and uh, all the Batman games. So there's there's <laughs> well, a ton. that's a sales pitch. There's a, there's a ton to well, I mean Saints Row Three is really good. Did you ever play it? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's 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 really good. Um, but yeah, definitely. I I would I would I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna check it out now too because. Yeah, you might want to give it a shot. I mean, um, I, I've got I, Doom, but I don't know. Yeah, I have not got to finish my list of co-op games, and I'll do it quickly. Uh, Destiny Two. If you're looking to grind time and play with friends, it's free to play. So, mm-hmm. uh, no excuse not to try it. Um, it plays great. Feels great. But I've played enough of it, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, Far Cry 4 and 5 are co-op. If you can find a friend to play them. Um, It's weird. It's written on the Google Doc as Far Cry 4 over 5, and it just triggered me because it reminded me of that Kingdom Hearts game that's like two-thirds day or something. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't play Kingdom Hearts. Um. And Left 4 Dead 2 is just a great game. Uh, if you're looking, I know Valve just released an incredible new Half-Life VR game mm. that's scoring excellently. I don't have a VR headset, um, but Left 4 Dead 2 is a great co-op experience. It's even split screen if you're stuck in quarantine with someone, mm. uh, or it was split screen on Xbox, I think. So, um, yeah, and Far Cry or uh, Left 4 Dead 2 is dirt cheap, so. Oh yeah, and it comes with the first game yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We've played Left 4 Dead a couple times, just a handful. Yeah, it's good. Again, uh, if you want to play some games with me, I gave out my Activision code on on Epic Games. I'm Slurpy Sense, the same uh, on Steam. I'm Sack Shack S A A C, and then Shack is capitalized too. Uh, Shack, the S is capitalized. On Steam, my friend code is 24237820. You're probably not going to remember that. I don't even know if anyone's going to play. Uh, and then on PlayStation, I'm Blazing Wings 97 Don't ask me. It was made in, in middle school. Uh, the B and the W are capitalized. Yeah, just send me a message if you're not friends with me already. Be totally down to play some different games. 
because that's where I've been spending my evenings. So, yeah, Cameron, uh, you're the movie guy. Let's get into movies. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I was just quickly looking through um, a couple, um, a couple of the offerings from both Netflix and Amazon. I think actually Amazon is a really interesting uh, streaming service. It's it's very underrated because um, it does actually have some some really good uh, choices. But um, I, I don't know. We'll get to that in a sec. Um, for Netflix movies, um, I think maybe you know the three that 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 I just want to recommend to you off the bat immediately. Um, one is The Irishman. Um, I think, uh, well, first of all, it was it was a fantastic movie. It was what am I? It was at, probably my favorite movie of last year. Um, and it's three and a half hours long, so you know that that's enough time to uh, to to waste right there. Um, uh, I would also recommend Inception, um, if you haven't seen it, um, or even if you have seen it, I mean, it's one that is so rich and you can come back to, and yeah, it's just a a ton of fun, a a great movie, um, and a personal favorite of mine, um, which is National Treasure. Uh, I talk about this movie way too much. I love it. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and it's just, it's just so fun. Um, I quote this movie so often that like sometimes I'll just, I'll just put it in the background and, <laughs> and watch it because it's just so funny. It, it's, I feel like watching that tonight. That's like it's so good. I, yeah, I think I might. Um, also, what I've noticed uh, is the, all of the Lord of the Rings movies are now on Netflix. Um, oh. Now they're not they're not the extended editions, which is my preferred way of doing it. You know. Um, but yeah, they're all there and, and totally, you know, I would recommend watching that, maybe do a marathon. That's going to be a full day. So, you know, it's, it's worth it. But, um, yeah, I don't know if, if you, if you, if you haven't seen it, I would totally recommend just starting with, with, uh, the normal, uh, the, the non-extended editions on Netflix. So yeah. And super easy to go and to get into. Um, yeah, Lord of the Rings is really good. Yeah, and then for Amazon, uh, there's some, there's a lot of actually really interesting stuff that I would recommend maybe on a on a different, um, <laughs> if we if we weren't in a crisis, just on a uh, a sort of film knowledge. And there's a lot of old stuff, a lot of really interesting. Watch Lady stuff. Bird. Uh, is that on Amazon? Yeah. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Ladybird's good, but um, but I mean, just like there's a ton of classics on Amazon that I'm I I was actually really surprised about, um, things like uh, Once Upon a Time in the West and um, you know, other other really interesting classic movies, um, but a couple of the ones that I would immediately recommend is Mission Impossible Fallout. If you haven't seen it, have you have you Isaac? Have you seen it? Yeah, I was actually a little lukewarm on the film oh really i don't know i don't know what it was i think everybody told me it was going to be so good and Mm -hmm. it was just another mission impossible movie it is visceral it's fun uh i do recommend watching it though yeah it's just like such a fun it's like the an extremely fun dumb action movie it's it's like the action is so good the the i don't know there's there's a lot of like um really fun sequences and really intense, um, you know, sequences. So I, I, I think it's, it's one to recommend it's, you know, don't expect, uh, you know, the cinema's pantheon, the greatest movie of all time or whatever. Um, maybe like Isaac did, but, uh, I would, I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Um, another one that I think is really accessible and, um, worth getting into is Raging Bull. Um, it's uh, it's a Martin Scorsese movie, um, but it has like a really compelling story. Um, it's something that is um, t- almost like timeless, um, and it's just a great a great great film. So I, I would definitely recommend uh, watching Raging Bull if you've never seen it. Um, and then another one, uh, maybe kind of uh, stretching stretching people out of their comfort zone um is a movie called old boy um which i very very highly recommend it's by a uh a, a guy named park chan wook um 
and it is a strange, strange movie. But it's a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of mind blowing in a in a certain sense. Uh, I'll just say the premise is uh, a man is imprisoned for you know uh, for over a decade in a in a room, and he gets out one day, and he has to figure out what basically you know why he was imprisoned and who did it to him um and it's Mm. it's really really good so how old is it uh came out in 2003 i believe so it's not that old no no um all right yeah so good recommendations though yeah and and those are i i picked things that you can just watch right now on netflix and i i'm assuming most people have amazon and probably never go and and watch amazon movies so um, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I basically don't go on to Amazon, but I was looking today and I was like, wow, there's like actually a lot of really good stuff that I've been missing out on. So, yeah, no, I, I, I understand. Um, totally. I, I'm glad that you picked streaming services, um, for recommendations too, because everybody should have access. They don't need to hunt and download voodoo or rent them from Apple TV or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about TV for a little bit? Yeah, let's give some recommendations. Obviously, I've been watching Clone Wars. I recommend all of season six. I already said it. Uh, if you're in the Star Wars mood and you have Disney Plus, you can watch Clone Wars, uh, or you can watch The Mandalorian. If you haven't seen it, I really recommend it. Cameron, have you watched The Mandalorian? I have not, and it is something that is on my list. Uh, for... Dude, you gotta watch it. Yeah, that's I know that's what people say, but um, yeah, it's on my list. It's on my list. Sweet. Um, yeah, I also put Stranger Things down here. If you have been waiting to watch it or just didn't have interest, just give the first season a chance. It's it's really not that bad. I think it's it's great, actually. I think it's really great. Yeah, so, definitely. And, and this is coming from someone who doesn't really enjoy TV too much. So, um, yeah. yeah. Cameron, I see that you wrote down Sherlock. I have watched a large portion of Sherlock. I literally don't remember any of it, but I remember <laughs> liking it. Yeah, so. um, well, the, one of the reasons why I put Sherlock down, other than it being immediately accessible on Netflix, is it's also a lot longer. So it's it's an hour and a half episodes. Um, so each episode is basically a, a mini movie. So if it if you want something that's kind of not, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily it's bingeable. Um, I, I guess technically it is, but. You know, like if you want something that you could just put on an episode, it's going to be a little bit longer and you're going to you're going to be fully satisfied with one episode, you know, per whatever your viewing session is. Um, Sherlock is like a great, great series. Um, There's only three episodes per season, so it's like totally manageable, you know, pretty mini bite sized. Uh, But the episodes itself, the episodes are longer and you know feel like they're full arcs and feel like they're full stories so i i highly highly recommend sherlock um i think it's super well written and yeah just generally a a really good show um the other thing that i put down was um was breaking bad and better call saul um and this is kind of the opposite of that if you want something that is bingeable you want something that you can really really sink your teeth into I think Breaking Bad is a phenomenal show. It is perfect, basically, from start to finish. Um, there's there's almost no episodes that that are filler. There's you know basically everything feels like it's in its right place, and yeah, it's just it's so good. So if you haven't watched it, um, I mean, come on. Even if you have watched it, go back, go back through. I mean, I, I'm thinking about doing it right now, even even just talking about it. Uh, Better Call Saul, it, it's more of a slow burn in the beginning, uh, but I, I recommend sticking through it and getting to season two and it really, really picks up. And so I've, I've been enjoying that lately. Um, uh, another, another series that is really good and, um, uh, is kind of a newer one is Mindhunter. Um, maybe a lot of people haven't seen it yet. Um, I think Mindhunter is is fantastic, uh, season one and season two. Um, yeah, just really, really spe- spectacular stuff. Um, I like the art on Mindhunter. That's that's on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's a David Fincher, um, you know, uh, 
it's it's his it's his project he didn't direct all of the episodes but yeah he directs the first two and last two episodes of each season i believe and so yeah it's it's really good it's uh it's low-key it's not very um it's much more of a character study than it is a like a crime drama so don't don't think of it as like it's not ncis or anything like that but um definitely yeah i would i would highly recommend it and uh the last one that i have here is ozark which the next season which i believe is season three yeah i think it's season three um is coming out this weekend uh or i guess last weekend uh the weekend that just passed as this episode is going up um and if you haven't seen ozark oh man you're making a mistake because it is so good um yeah everything about it uh the jason bateman plays a guy who um is basically he's you know um he's not directly involved with the cartel but he's um he's helping them out in in a sort of ancillary uh money laundering way um and he uh (laughs) ends up basically having to move his whole family um from chicago where he lives uh to ozark uh, or the lakes of the Ozark, um, which is basically this this total sticks town, um, essentially to uh, you know because he he made he made the mob mad, uh, the cartels mad, and so he had to he had to move his whole his whole family, and so everybody has questions for him. Everybody's trying to figure out what what he's about, um, and he is he's basically just trying to uh, to keep him himself alive. So. It's it's a really really interesting show. I'm so excited to to see this next season, and yeah, that's 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 what I'll say about that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, I like how you kind of summarized it because I actually have more interest now that you kind of described the plot. So yeah, cool. Well, awesome. Hey, there's a lot of time to binge and watch and do stuff. Kim and I are not uh, endorsing pure potatoism, uh, but if you're really bored. Seriously, uh, find some time to check out some of this media. Also, take some time to uh, be a, a real housewife like Cameron is. Yeah. And um, or or actually like going out and enjoying nature. I will add, though, um, I have went on runs the past few days. It is weird to run outside because there's a lot of people and some of them are very friendly and some of them are terrified of you. <laughs> like I'm trying to stay six feet apart. But when six feet apart is the middle of the road and there's a couple cars going by. I'm not going to do the middle of the road, you know? I'm sorry. Uh, so stop giving me the stink eye. Yeah. You know, I get it. I'm trying to be respectful, but yeah. So uh, go on a few hikes and uh, laugh at how people are being v- very um, weird. Very weird. Some of it is just like pure awkwardness, which is is, is pretty funny too. Mm. Um, I tend to be fairly optimistic, so I was kind of chuckling at most of it. I understand why. I, of course, I, I'm trying to keep my distance from everyone, but um, it, it's just funny to watch the interactions with people. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah, it's a little bit awkward. 6 feet is like an awkward distance away from other people. The best is when these two ladies were walking their dogs, but they were already walking their dogs 6 feet apart. Uh, <laughs> were they talking so to each they other? So they were Yes, they were in the like one of them was in the road and the other one was on the sidewalk and they were 6 feet apart. And I didn't know how to get past them. Like it was so, I was like, do I run in between them? Then that would make me three feet apart from each of them. Right. But at least, you know, that's cutting the difference, right? Yeah. It was, it was so absurd. I basically tried to cross the road, but then the other lady had crossed the road to try to make space for me. Uh, But I was, I had my head turned around because I was looking uh, for a car to make sure I didn't die. You know, so as soon as I turn around, I am already closer to the other lady who crossed the road to make space for me to go to between the two people. I'm like, I am, ah, I don't know what to do right now. You know, like it was just, I didn't know. I was, I was just lost for words. I definitely started sprinting after that. I was like, just get me out of here. I don't want to be here. So yeah, Uh, you can enjoy nature and have those awkward experiences or you can be a potato. So you could also read a book. I mean, that's nice. That's good for your brain. I, I've been le- uh, continuing to read my my uh, school textbook called Intellectual Capital, 40 Years of Nobel Prize uh, Economists by Carrier, Thomas Carrier, who I have little respect for. Right, right, um, right. But uh, still, still a decent read. Yeah. Uh, a bias read, 
but <laughs> decent. I'm still so. chugging a, chugging away on uh, on socialism by Ludwig von Mises. That's a tough. Such an obscure choice, but I I do like that you're reading Mises. It's I, it, I it's kind of a, it's it. kind of a tough book actually. <laughs> yeah, economists have great first chapters. Yeah, um, yeah. but after that, they're usually miserable. Yeah, so that's true. Anyways, but well, I think that about wraps up the show. Again, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, rating or check out our Patreon. Um, we get the times are different, so don't feel like you have to give. But uh, every penny helps. You know, Cameron doesn't have a job right now, so. You know, well, it's more of a question mark than a job. (laughs) I don't have a job. Maybe who knows? Yeah, yeah, basically (laughs) uncertainty. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, of course. So we'll be back here next Monday. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.